Warning, this podcast may contain bad language, content that some listeners may find offensive, unless you're wet, oh shit, my balls. Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and content that some listeners may find offensive, especially if you're not willing to stand up for yourself. I got there. Yes. I, I think it's hilarious how, to, for the actual podcast sake, the recording, that's how you have to do it. But to Twitch, you just look like you've had a mental lapse. And just yeah. it. it happens, all right? This is, all, this is the way it goes sometimes. Welcome to Seesaw Podcast. With your hosts, T, Cleves and Selena. Every week, bringing some much-needed balance and humour to brighten up what can sometimes be a dark disabled world. Welcome one and all to Seesaw Podcast, the show that has been advocating for itself for over three years. We are live on Twitch as well. We should, in theory, have closed captioning now. I'd like to thank Rachel Berman for helping me out on that one. I don't know who she is, but thank you. <laughs> She's one of your acquaintances, knows you through a friend. All right. Well, thanks, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this, this is a rocky start. So, <laughs> let's get on to the actual topic of the week, shall we? Topic of the week. I feel like I said very little today. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to take a rest now, and then you can kick this next bit off then. No, because I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> Come on, you've got to self-advocate, mate. I probably have been, I've just not realising I've been doing it. So this week we are talking about advocacy and self-advocacy within the disability sector world community. For those of you who might not know what advocacy is, including Cleves. It's a fancy term, I have to learn another one. Advocacy is essentially fighting for others or, in the case of self-advocacy, for your own rights. So it's for a cause or a community where attention, change, positive change is required. You raise awareness and push things forward to make those positive changes. So charities do this. People can do it for themselves with self-advocacy. But it's for characteristics like disability. You have it in LGBTQIA+, uh, Black Lives Matter, what an advocacy movement. It, it can come in many, many forms. So, with that being said, shall we start off with general advocacy and our thoughts on other people, charities, others advocating for causes? Okay. Is that what you want to start, Selena? I'm going to try and be more diplomatic than you'll be. I won't be. Oh, yes, doesn't mean I'll try and keep the balance here. All right, fine. <laughs> Just for the show. For the show. <laughs> I think it's good that social media has given people a voice, especially people from a minority group such as us in the disability community that's great everybody should have a voice everybody should have a say but is it okay that some people's voices seem to be louder and therefore deemed the I don't know what the word is because they're louder they're the, the voice for everyone is that right I'm not so sure I find that difficult I see charities that, that are supposed to be advocating for me, but I feel like I'm not happy with their tone or the way they do it. And there's obviously individuals as well out there that are campaigning and stuff, and that's great, but you don't see advocates that share my views. 
Yeah, but Selena. Unless right. it's on this podcast. <laughs> and even then. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? I shouldn't have to advocate for myself because the social model tells me that I'm not disabled and it's everyone else's problem. So why the hell do I have to advocate for myself? Other people should be doing it for me. So off you go. (laughs) Is that that it? (laughs) (laughs) We've got the same so far. (laughs) I agree with you, Selena. Advocacy is a really important thing. As we've seen with a lot of other movements that happen in other communities, advocacy can really get a lot of good things done. Like when we're talking about other minority groups, has happened because of advocacy asking like and people asking those difficult questions and putting pressure on policymakers to make positive change. Because generally they don't listen. Do I think it's always a good thing though? No, absolutely not. And I completely agree with the whole it does seem that sometimes the loudest voice is the one that's taken credit as the credible voice of the community. And I really don't care for that. I don't like people speaking on my behalf when it's such a specific view they're trying to get across. Equality, that sort of thing, broader things, absolutely go for it. We want more equality. Uh, we, we want everyone to be treated equally and have the same opportunities. But when it comes to a very specific thing, I don't want an individual being crowned like king or queen of the blinkies and their word is what everyone thinks is what the community believes. Because as we've had on this show when we've balanced some topics in the past, we have different views to some of these individuals and campaigns. And I think that's where it gets difficult. Do you think these people are more knowledgeable and that's why people listen to them? I don't know. They might have a doctorate or something and that's why people listen to them more, even if they are full of shit. Potentially. But at the same time, education doesn't mean that you have the specific qualifications in this area. Yeah, but you might have life experience. Yeah, but life experience. I hate that phrase, actually. Everyone has life experience. To quote it is to be redundant. I'm sorry. We yeah, can but, learn from each other, but to use that as some cred, like means of credibility, it is it's a facile thing to do because we all have that. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, if you want someone speaking to you, you want someone that's been through the same shit you've been through, right? You're not going to want someone like advocate for guide dogs that doesn't own a guide dog. Okay, that's true. But mm-hmm. me, me and Selena are both guide dog users. We both. Have, <laughs> I wouldn't advocate for him. We haven't. <laughs> we both had two guide dogs as well. Like so, we have very similar experiences. If you look at like on the paper, there's going to be a lot of similarities, but we have wildly different experiences. Just because we have similar life experiences in disability, it means nothing. It can educate and move things forward, but to say that your your experience is a definitive experience and policy and change should be made on that, it is very short sighted. But you also put out there that um, to advocate for something, it's usually to advocate for a cause or something that requires awareness. So if you don't want other people doing it for you, who's doing it? Well, this gets to my next point. Especially on social media, can we say that these people who are being very loud are actually making positive change, if anything at all? Or are they just Hmm. stirring the pot now and again? I'll say they seem to, again, sweeping statement, because perhaps there are advocates out there on social media that, that aren't what I'm about to say, but they seem to be very victimized in their approach it's because the man's kept them down for so long they were dealt a bad hand from birth and that sucks man yeah well 
<laughs> You've got to fight everyone for that, but only on social media, not in real life or with tangible change. I don't necessarily agree with your your statement there, Cleves. Um, but I do agree with Selena's that they do go very much. They do play the victim card quite a lot, and it shows weakness and shows the, the disability community. We are strong individuals, and we are positive individuals on the most part. And when you're dive like dipping into that bucket every single time, it does stigmatize you. And if you have a loud voice, it can stigmatize people around you, and that's a dangerous thing especially if no positive change is coming out of it. We've covered topics where we've covered it, and then a week later, it's it's nothing. But how long is that conversation going to be going when we're talking about whether the DWP can look into people's bank accounts? Is this something mm. that people are going to be talking about in a month? I forgot we even did that. That was just last week. <laughs> there you go. And I haven't seen it on social media. So it, it's the um... flash in the pan thing. It's, like, it's great to look like an advocate. It's like, yeah, I care about this. But when it comes to tangibly achieving things, there's so many great things that have happened in history. But I think we're done with that now because social media, it's so... In, in the way that it used change to be done. Change is so historic. <laughs> it is to Remember when people used to change things? God, I hated that. But who do you listen to now? It used to be an advocate meant something and that, that was their vocation. That's what they did. They pushed forwards... They wanted to see those positive changes, even if it came at great danger to them. Yeah, but that's the same now, except less danger because <laughs> you can hide behind a screen. Win, yeah. Win. And be anonymous. <laughs> oh, but what do you think about social media influencers? They're technically advocates. I mean, because I think I feel like we're touching more on the Twitter slash X side of things. Mm. What about those that are trying to spread awareness about visual impairment what are our thoughts on them again i kind of have similar views myself that they're not representative of myself but what do you guys think good on them i, I no i mean <laughs> good on them good on them tip my cap to him i want to see people doing great things and showing the positive side of disability i really do do i think they're actually changing hearts and minds of the wider society no and it's not their fault because if you look at apps like TikTok and Instagram, um, there, there are studies that have shown that people's retention of information and attention span has gone down significantly over the last generation because of like media is becoming even more and more short form. And so retention is quite a, a difficult thing to do. Um, because That's of, why it's got to be everywhere and loud. That's true, but th there's only so much you can do. And if people really care about something, they're usually the ones out there creating it. And you might get a couple of likes on a video and stuff like that. And, but ultimately, is it going to make is it going to make that change that you you want to see? Yeah, but is it Not worth creating even if it changes just one heart and mind? <laughs> yes, but if we're looking at systemic change, it absolutely isn't enough. Yeah, advocates should be the ones battering down like that. House of Commons to make this change. And we, we don't see that. Well, some people have done petitions and stuff that have gone to the House of Commons. Yeah, and then they get looked over and then they just shuffle it back in. It, but they tried to. Yes, and I'm not I'm not knocking anyone who's tried. And people who are doing the petitions and stuff like that, I think fair play to them. Like that that's shown proactive advocacy, which I think is a really important thing. Instead of people who just moan on Twitter. 
you know, the people who are doing the petition, they're taking that next step. But then, you know, you just have to look at how many of these petitions actually go through to the House of Commons and, and things like that. They're hard to get out there. It's hard to make people care about things. And especially if you are talking about a very narrow topic, if it doesn't affect the wider population, they and might see the, give up. No, they might see, they might see, see the injustice there. But you're asking for their time, and people are people busy, and they have other things to do. And it, isn't one of the points of advocacy just to keep fighting over and over and over again? Oh yeah, it never ends. Just keep prominently, prominently. Yeah, yeah. A word I can't say. I'm never going to knock anyone for doing it. I think he kind of did. Yeah. I I think it's important to do it in the right way. Well, what did you deem to be the correct way? I think self advocacy is is what we can get onto next. Then, so everyone stand up for themselves. I think that on the granular level, when it talk when we're talking your day to day experience, self advocacy is a really important thing. In the real world. So the thing is, like, social media doesn't always feel like the real world. So let's talk about the real world. So self-advocacy, really important. Stand up for your, your own rights. I think the first thing is know what your rights are, especially as a disabled person. I'm not saying go and read the Equality Acts, but there, there are summaries of it out there. Like, you can go and read up on it just in bullet points of roughly what is yeah what what your rights are reasonable adjustments that's it so you've got to have a a, a basic knowledge of this so that you know what you're fighting for as well as that you you have to be willing to educate people as well i think self-advocacy it isn't just pointing out the issues in the law but also working with people to make that change because that will help other people going forward as well like access refusals Mm -hmm. with like assistance dogs Self-advocate for yourself. How would you do that? Give me a good example of how you would do that in the T-correct way. Do you play this out? I'll be the taxi driver. Oh, yeah, role play. That's that's what we've been waiting for on this podcast, haven't we? bit of drama. Okay. All right, bro, do you order a taxi? Yep, mate. All right, get in the back. Okay. Whoa, 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 (laughs) whoa. What's with this dog? Uh, It's a... Just uh, for you, sir. Just for you. I know it said Uber Access when I pulled up, but it is just for you. I'm not having a dog in my car. Um, I'd just like to point out that it is a legal obligation of you as a registered driver with Uber, which conform to the 2010 Equality Act. That is a legal requirement. Sounds like bullshit, mate. you got a legal requirement to hoover the back of my car after your dog's been in there. If that's something that concerns you, you can bring that up with the people um, at Uber. You can chat to your line manager. Um, but at the moment, if you refuse to take him, it will be a breach of the law. Um, and you're within your right to do that. But just know that there will be um, communications with the company, Uber, to make sure that you have sufficient training. And seeing as you are an Uber access car, you would have had training on this because it is on the website that this is a part of the training. So this is not a foreign concept to you. And if you haven't had the preparations in place to potentially keep your car clean... I'm revving my engine at this point. I literally then... thought you must have driven off by now and he's talking to himself. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there you go. But that's that's how you do it. That all sounds great, bro. 
but I'm five star with 10,000 ratings. One star me, don't matter. At best, I'm still going to be 4.9. People aren't going to say no to this Uber. <laughs> okay. I will leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> because that's that's a situation you're clearly not getting through to someone. Just contact Uber, order another one. You know what I mean? Order another one and contact them about that driver. You'll have their records on the app. Other taxi fare services are available. Yep. <laughs> but like with that instance there, let them know what the law is and let them know what their obligations are. And no point should you shout at them, get aggressive. You just have to be calm and informative with it. And we've all seen the videos on social media of someone getting in huge arguments at like a hotel reception and stuff like that. We've seen them. Yeah, those things raise awareness. They don't raise awareness. They show <laughs> angry, angry people. Everyone loves a good argument. Yeah, but it doesn't change anything. People just go on Facebook, oh my God, have you seen this? 10 million views. What changes? Nothing. Well, they might at the cab company in there and then they'll be forced to do stuff. Sometimes they boycott cab companies when shit like that happens. True. But what if the cab company has given the training to that individual? They've just chosen not to follow it because they've just had their car cleaned. Well, Are they responsible for that person if they've provided the appropriate training? Yeah, I mean, you totally are. You're responsible for your own employees, aren't you? But then, you know, you can you can either retrain them or fire them. That's what I mean. You know, there's HR policies to be used there. But then that's when the company should make clear what their policies are and the situation so that if they are being boycotted, they can negate that. I don't want to see other people lose their livelihood who are very good at their job and very accepting just because of one dickhead who chose not to follow the rules. They shouldn't be boycotted. <laughs> they shouldn't lose their fares. But Okay. I mean, that that's a very cringy role play of how I would advocate. And I've got a what... different scenario for you next, but carry on. Oh, I've got, I've got a story for you as well, so yeah, so help to you. Do you want to go first? Uh, oh, go I, on then. I'm not doing another role play. You two can play this Okay, out. fine. Selena, right. You're in, you're in a wheelchair. Okay. I mean, this isn't something that I'm going to no, say. No, I no. definitely know, you know. Okay. And that's right. In this scenario, you're in a wheelchair. And um, there's some steps up to a restaurant and you've got a book in and you're meeting, I don't know, your husband there, but he's, he's showing up late. So you want to get into the restaurant, but you can't get up the steps. And I don't know, let's say I'm on the door. Okay. Hello. Hi. So I've got to shout because you're, right you're like far away. Hello. How are you doing? Um, How can I help? Well, you can see that I'm in a wheelchair. Have you got a ramp at all available so I can get into the restaurant? Yeah, one second. I've just got one in my back pocket. I'll fold it out for you. No, like seriously, do <laughs> do you have a ramp? Uh, no. However, if you're happy for me to do so, I can help you up the stairs with your wheelchair. Um, and how do you think that might work? I will take the back of your wheelchair and gently pull you up the stairs while you sit in it. I'm really not sure that's the most appropriate way to help a wheelchair user. <laughs> How would it be best for me to help you in this scenario? Because unfortunately, we don't have any ramps here and the building is listed. So we're not actually allowed to make any adjustments to the building. I'm willing to help you, but you let me know and I'll do it. Okay. Um, I'm happy to crawl into the restaurant. If I get out of my wheelchair, can you carry it up the stairs for me and I will crawl up your stairs? Absolutely. No problem at all. Would you like any assistance yourself? No, no, I'm fine, thank you. Okay, no problem. Uh, let me know when you're ready, and I'll take the wheelchair up for you. Okay, and I'm kind of hoping you're then going to like offer me a, a free drink or something for the inconvenience of this and be a little bit more understanding. 
thought it helped you quite a lot. Hmm. There's nothing I can do about the the building, unfortunately. I've already explained to you that it is listed, so we are actually unable to make adjustments to the building. But I I do feel like I have tried to help you as, as much as possible, and I apologise profusely if you do not think that I've done a good job. Do you have an accessible toilet inside? Yes. Okay, Providing great. you don't need to use it. <laughs> okay. Actually, that, that was awkward. But I think that kind of shows the point that these conversations can be awkward. But I was trying to go down a different route that time, and the person was willing to mm. help, but at the same time, like not everyone knows what it is, and sometimes there are yeah. barriers that you just can't get around sometimes. I'm not an expert in, in wheelchair <laughs> access issues at all. So maybe there's there's other things that can be maybe there are temporary folding ramps similar to trains. But I, I don't I'm know not if that's sure. But I know I did see on social media earlier that somebody in a wheelchair got to a train station and the lift was out of order. And I don't know if it was a train guard or a member of the public or I'm not exactly sure, I can't remember the article exactly, but they they did crawl up the stairs to get out of the station and they were laughed at that was in the metro today and i guess that that's the in like you know they're just trying to get on with their lives and get on with it but you don't need to be laughed at for that uh, that's right how much do you need to necessarily do that because is sometimes advocating for yourself just swallowing your pride a little bit it's a good I point you didn't need to crawl up them stairs did you like you, you need- could have asked someone just to pull the wheelchair up I don't know if you can physically do that with a wheelchair. I mean, we'd need to ask a wheelchair user with regards to the practicality of that. I mean, it's not a buggy. I mean, it's not like a little baby inside. It's Yeah, no, but I imagine if, if you're okay with it in the wheelchair, then it's but fine. But someone like... could injure themselves and then what? You're going to be liable. Or they can Like hurt if they you. pull their back. And yeah. You're putting seems trust a... in them to do a good job on that. And if what if they stack it and drop you down the stairs? Yeah, but I do that. Like, you know, when I turn up to a restaurant, right? And if I'm the first one there, and I and like I'm part of the I like, of the group table, and I don't know where the table is. I will literally ask the waiter or waitress sometimes, "Am I alright just to put my hand on your shoulder as you walk, just so I can see together?" Yeah. And they've probably got zero experience with helping a person with a visual impairment, but I've never had anyone that said no. And have they walked you into stuff? Because that does happen. Yeah, and then are you bothered by that? But you're yeah, not no, bothered, but, are you? I mean, they, it happens. Like, they're they're trying to help. The, yeah, they've done yeah. the best, and they don't really know much better. And they probably will a little bit more next time, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it's educating people one at a time, isn't it? Like it's getting the, but then you're happy to to have that conversation. It can be a bit embarrassing sometimes asking people for help, but mm-hmm. how do you get around just not being embarrassed by it? Just you can't really. You just got fucking do it. Yeah, that's yeah. good. So what I've else can we do? One, I've got a slightly different scenario. So we're talking about advocacy and advocacy for self-advocacy can be in lots of different ways so everyone has the right to have friends and friendships and we know that being visually impaired can sometimes feel quite socially isolating because it's difficult to get out there and meet people not being able to give eye contact or walk up to people so say for instance you've started a new job or um a bit unrealistic, isn't it, for disabled people? No. Oh, it's a... oh shit. <laughs> Live on Twitch. I joke, I joke. Um, you started a new job or you started university or even if you were at school. How would you go about self-advocating and making friends? Do you, you know, 
Should you be expecting people to come to you and make that first step? How could you make that first step and those friendships? Ah, I'm glad you asked. The pride swallowing, let's not give a fuck about my own disability approach. Patent pending in Cleves. I'm going to come up with a better name. Okay. It's called the FU approach. I've just renamed it instantly. You just can't be embarrassed about your disability because if you are, other people are. If you're not, other people just really don't see it as much of a problem and you just take part as much as possible. That's how I've grown up. That's good advice. I mean, the name needs a bit more work, but... And that's hard to do. Like, that's, that's oh, it's very hard to do. Let's not say that it's an easy thing. Oh, yeah, just don't give a fuck. Like, it's not that easy. It is very hard to do. And to my training course, I'll show you. <laughs> and and even if you do nail it on a, on a few occasions, there will be times where you're not comfortable doing that. You know what I mean? It's you mean you don't have to show it. I think that's Go it. Go home and cry, which is really bad advice. Yeah, yeah. I was just going <laughs> to say. Uh... Go on Twitter. <laughs> No, I... but how how do you not be embarrassed by your disability? Give me more information on how I'd go about doing that. How does that enable me to make friends? The best I can tell you is if you don't see something as a problem, it's, it's almost like a sort of mob mentality. So if you don't see something as a problem, people also won't see things as a problem. If you or if you're having fun with something, they will see it as a fun thing to do like if you know things go wrong with your your disability and you're okay to laugh at yourself people also find it okay to laugh with you if you are seen to have not been bothered by it other people think you are not bothered by it if, if people think you are bothered by it then they're sort of cautious and they tiptoe around it and i don't think that's necessarily conducive to making new friends but that's true it the able-bodied community they're already a little bit funny bit sensitive don't know what to do when it comes down to disability just look at the countless campaigns that charities do about normalizing disability and it's still awkward so to expect other people to be you know it's gonna be a certain type of person extrovert who's going to be the one to come up to you and make things like kick things off so i think you have to try and lead a little bit but I think also going with the whole, like, don't make your disability your identity. The, the first conversation you have doesn't have to be about what your needs are, unless you are asking someone for help. But if you're just trying to make friends, it doesn't have to <laughs> Yeah, I'm not saying you tell them about your your, your love for fishing or, or pot making before you ask them if you can have help to the bus. But if it's just like a, I'm making a friend scenario, it's like the disability, that shouldn't even have to come up unless it really has to at the end or, or whatever situation, like if the circumstance change, try and make f- common ground and let people know that you are just a human being, just like them, get the common ground. And then the disability is just a secondary thing. It just means you have a couple of requirements, a little bit of helps needed in certain situations, but don't lead off with like, Oh, blah, 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 blah. And I I try and jump on things like that and just try and like chat to people and get to know them before that can even happen. Because we've all had those situations where someone just jumps straight into disability. And I'm just like, really? That's what you want to know about me? That isn't my identity. So they want to know about your dog, not you. Yeah. <laughs> but I think if you want to combat that, then, you know, chat with them people love to talk about themselves so mm-hmm. ask them about themselves try and get common ground outside of it and then if it comes up afterwards it's out of curiosity and and it could be done as them knowing that you are a person you know not a disability again tricky to do it's not always going to go right 
but that can really help with you know co-workers like schoolmates anything like that get common ground with people then the disability they'll they just won't see that they'll see you for the other stuff that you have in common and the discussions you've had outside of that also i'm gonna say try and take part in what other people might deem able-bodied activities even if you can't fully involve yourself in those activities for example if you're visually impaired and everyone's like, oh, let's go to a football game and there are a bunch of new people, you can go, yeah, sure. All right, you're probably not going to see a lot of the game, but you can have a few beers, have a laugh, soak up the atmosphere, get to know people. That's definitely true. You know, definitely. Don't insist. Don't say, no, fuck that. Let's go watch some audio described goal. Yeah. Because that's you'll be on your own. <laughs> or just or just don't or just don't say, I don't want to go because you know I can't see it. You know? Yeah. You can, you have to don't the create the barriers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't yeah, that's a good one. Don't create your own barriers. There you go. Put on the of all situations. Very good words. I would say just to add to that, definitely from summarizing what you said, you should be confident, be brave, be casual about your disability, and others will follow. I think that is a perfect place for us to round things out. So I'm not even I'm not even gonna try and summarize the episode because what Celine said was so fantastic. As always, I've not heard that word in a while for you. <laughs> you don't want it to go to your head. Yeah. Oh, please insert the bell when you do it. I miss that. The bell? The ding. Oh, what? For amazing? Oh, is it amazing? Not fantastic. I feel like it says fantastic a lot. Oh, yeah, it's I amazing. have a thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> I decided after a while as well that after like an episode of doing that, that it was actually quite mean. And I thought, no, I'll stop doing that. <laughs> enjoyed okay. it maybe i mean um... <laughs> so on that let us know what you think about advocacy any other tips that you have for being an advocate self-advocation or just general advocation for the community what do you think let us know at all of the things coming up and we're going to stop recording but we'll see you next time Thank you for listening to Seesaw Podcast. Your feedback and comments mean a lot to us, so if you'd like to get in touch, you can do so in the following ways. You can find us on X at Seesaw Pod, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Seesaw Podcast. You can email us at seesawpodcast at gmail.com. And you can stream with us live every week on Twitch at Seesaw Podcast. Remember to like, rate, review, and share with a friend. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience.